Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Select to Bet, as ever I'm joined by Greg to look ahead to this week's betting action in Scotland. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, it's good, thank you. Very well. A, a rare St. Johnson win last night. Yeah, everybody's been Aberdeen, so let's not get too carried away. Um, I'm delighted to be joined by the man behind Pie and Bottle and the man who currently holds the Gambler podcast, bragging rights after St. Mirren's win over St. Johnson last week. Div McDonald, how's it going, Div? Very well, very well. Always good to meet St. Johnson, put them back in their box. I've seen nothing. I'm used to it. Um, yeah, everything, everything seems to be heading in the right direction again for St Mirren, Div. Uh, yeah, we had a wee bump at Livingston a couple of weeks ago, obviously, but we played really well that day. We were just, just one of those days. Um, and uh, Aberdeen to come to Paisley this weekend, which we're all very much looking forward to for obvious reasons. Yeah, very decent price at the moment, St Mirren. I don't know if they'll go off. I think they were 13 to 10 this morning, but um, a wee bit in a blunt 65 and dare say that might even be closer to evens by the time kickoff happens at three o'clock on Saturday. Uh, yeah, Aberdeen's record and Paisley's thinking at the best of time. So, um, you, you know, you always look at these things as a bit of a banana skin when a team's coming in in bad form like that, but uh, quite confident, quietly confident, let's put it that way. Yeah, we'll get to that um, pretty soon. Greg, we're at the end of February, no doubts it's been a, a tough month for punters in February, but we ended the month brilliantly with a, a big winner in Serie B in midweek and uh, just some tremendous winning lines that we were saying in, weren't we? Yeah, it was quite timely. I think January, February, historically, is always a really tough couple of months after Christmas. Um, the break in Scotland, it doesn't really help. So I think if you're well in profit in those two months, you're doing really well. But yeah, Serie B, the patent and the special, go before 30 minutes landed inside six minutes to be fair on hmm. on tuesday night so that paid 22 to one but also as you know a, a thoroughly champion and endorsed the goal before 10 minutes so i was really pleased to see loads of people get on it some brilliant lines it paid over 2000 to one a goal in the first 10 minutes across all five matches and as i keep on repeating it's a, a market you have to stick with uh, it doesn't land very often, but when it does, it's very, very profitable. And I think the record line that I've seen this week was Tom had, I think, £6 on it, paid 13 grand. Um, a guy had a £1 on it, so it paid £2,100. And Div's good friend, Nightwood's Bear, had £2.50 on it, and it paid five grand. Well done, that man. <laughs> he needs all the help he can get, so I was delighted for him. Yeah, it's good to see you. How, how's the head-to-head challenge going this season, Div? Uh, uh, it's not been great. We've not covered ourselves in glory. I think we're, we're, we're separated by about 20 quid at the moment, but we're both in slightly in the red. So I'm um, hoping that... Uh, usually when I appear on the gambling, I actually have to do some proper research. I usually do better, so I'm hoping that's the case this week. Well, we'll look forward to your winners on the in the next half hour then, Div, since you've done your research. But um, aye, we've got plenty to get through this week. Um, things really kind of as tight as they can be at the top of the Premier League, uh, sorry, Premiership. Celtic Rangers both in action this weekend. Rangers host Motherwell Celtic get a tough tie away to Tynecastle, uh, away to Hearts Hat Tynecastle on Sunday. Uh, we'll run through Saturday's games first and as ever have a wee look at the lower league games. So let's get started. Um, we'll start off, Greg, with Dundee v. Marnock. Uh, 
Derek McInnes caught a wee bit of his interview after defeat to Rangers last night. He seemed reasonably pleased. He said he was more pleased with, with Saturday's performance when they beat Aberdeen. But Kilmarnock looking pretty solid for that top four spot, I think, aren't they? Yeah, very solid. What a season they're having, Kilmarnock. They've already beaten the old firm three times. They performed really well last night against Rangers. And that was by no means a, a fluke going 1-0 up. They were thoroughly deserving of that 1-0 lead. Kelly. But yeah, sitting well in fourth, their only real danger is, is St Mirren. Um, I, I do think Kelly will finish fourth and St Mirren will finish fifth, so a long way to go yet. But this is a really tough game to call. Dundee were obviously battered last night by by Celtic. And it was a sort of result that Celtic needed last night. But for Dundee, though, a bit of a free hit for them. They, they won't have wanted to have gone there, though, and, and lost seven goals. But back at Dens, they've won their last two games at Dens. They beat St Johnson 2-1 and Ross County 2-0. So I think for me, possibly the game of the day in the in the Premiership, bar St Johnson v Livingston. Obviously. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a really tough game to call. It's a really tough card this weekend, I'm not going to lie. A really tough card. Kamanic have been doing a little bit of better on the road recently this season. But 11-8 for Dundee, 6-4 for Kamanic. I think goals is the only angle I can find here in the fact that both sides are scoring goals, both sides are a threat. Um, when you look back over the kind of head-to-head, eight of the last nine games have seen over 2.5 match goals. Kilmarnock have actually scored two or more goals in seven of the last nine, and both teams' score has landed in eight of the last nine. So Dundee with a game in hand on St Mirren and Kilmarnock, but they're only one point ahead of Hibs. And even Motherwell now are only three points behind Dundee. So I think for that last top six place, it's going to go right to the wire. And I, I think for me, I wouldn't want to pick a winner here. I think goals is probably your best shout. Yeah, it's getting all very tight there, around about the kind of sixth, seventh, eighth mark. Div, uh, as Greg says, Dundee only one point ahead of Hibs at the moment. Um, I was looking ahead to their fixtures. They've only got uh, two games of the six remaining before they split against teams in the top six. Uh, they've also got two fixtures against Aberdeen, so that could be quite telling um, in terms of how things finish up uh, before the split. Uh, in terms of this weekend, what's your thoughts on the DV Kilmarnock? Yeah, I think Dundee are a bit of a riot. Um, they've scored more goals than Hearts and third, and they've conceded the same number of goals as Livingston and, and bottom, so they're a bit all over the place. They are a bit obviously better at home. Uh, the games with Kelly have been pretty good this season. Uh, two, uh, two, two draws in the league, and I think uh, Kamal beat them two 0 in the cup down at Rugby Park. So, as Greg says, can I fancy some goals here? It's kind of hard to squeeze too much value out of it. But I think um, both teams there was fifteen corners when they met at Rugby Park, eight seventy Dundee, and eleven corners when they met at Dens, seven forty Kelly. So I've basically gone for over one and a half goals in the game with uh, both teams to go over three corners, which pays just over even money, 2.05 in, in decimal odds, which I think looks pretty good. Um, yeah. I think that, that Dundee uh, games at home have typically had quite a few goals. They don't seem to be able to uh, defend particularly well, and they seem to be able to score here and there. So, uh, yeah, I think over one and a half is reasonable, and I think chucking in corners makes it a nice wee bit. Yeah, and I think you're probably in the same thinking of Greg's that it's um, probably best left alone in terms of trying to work out who's going to win this one. 
Yeah, I, I mean, Kilmarnock are, are really good uh, this season. They are a very good side and you would fancy them to win this, but I, I wouldn't be touching it with Dundee at home because they are a reasonable outfit at Dens for sure. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be touching that. Yep, speaking of not touching someone, Greg, Hibs are 11-20 <laughs> to 20 at home uh, against Ross County on Saturday by all accounts. They played really well in the Edinburgh Derby last night and were a wee bit aggrieved not to take the three points. Well, have you seen that penalty decision against Hibs? It's just an absolute shocker, isn't it? So, yeah, Hibs fans can feel aggrieved. But I think there's definitely light at the end of what's been a very dark tunnel for Hibs this season. A bit like Aberdeen, massively underperformed. But it looks like they're getting their act together. They've done some decent recruitment in January. I don't know a lot about the players they've signed in January, but they've certainly settled in well. Performed really well last night. They perform well against Dundee, they, they are improving Hibs and obviously 1-2 to two home, very, very short. They've been back 10, I think, from 4-6. to six. Ross County, I guess, will be kicking themselves at losing a late goal to St Mirren on Tuesday night, which was probably a, a fair result. I know Div had quite a bit to say on how brutal that match was on, on Tuesday. But Ross County, I think, can still score goals. Uh, I do think Hibs will win this one, but I couldn't bring myself to back them at that price um, at home. And I think for me, there's probably a, a few angles here. Ross County have obviously gone with uh, Jordan White, Eamon Barofi and Simon Murray in the last two matches. And it's given them four goals, three against Livingston, a goal against St Mirren on Tuesday. I, I, if he goes for that again, I think we'll see goals here. And I, I definitely think we'll see Hibs score at least twice on, on Saturday. Not a lot of value in the goals angle either. So again, having to be a bit inventive. And I'm taking over 2.5 match goals and five Hibs corners, which pays 11 to 10. Yeah, and just looking at what Div's going to tip up for this game, I'm guessing your thinking's along the same lines, uh, Div, in terms of goals for this one. And Ross County certainly carry a goal threat with the, the players that Greg had mentioned. And I just wonder if Hibs are to win this, are they likely to need to score at least two? Yeah, I, I, I don't think you can really trust ever trust Hibs to win a game, even though, as Greg says, they've got better. Um, There's a bit of a riot as well, a bit like Dundee. They score plenty, but they ship plenty. Um. So I think I do fancy them to score a couple of goals. I thought County were really quite poor actually in Tuesday night because um, obviously I watched the whole game. Uh, yes, they, they got the goal which we gave them, but they, they did very little apart from that. And um, we should probably have beat them, but we were really stinking as well on Tuesday, but we'll get to that. Um, I think County have shipped two or more in four of the last five games and then eight of the last ten on the road. Um, so I think Hibs to get a couple of goals here is definitely the shout um, without going anywhere near the win-draw market. Um, but I, I do also know Hibs have 100% of their home games have gone over seven corners and 94% of counties away games over seven corners. So if you chuck that in, over seven match corners, one and a half Hibs goals is 1.84, which I do really like the look of. Hitting some good numbers, Hibs for corners recently. They, they hit 10 against Dundee at home two weeks ago and they got nine at Tynecastle yeah. last night. So there's every chance that Hibs could bring in the corners line themselves. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so both similar bets. We'll, we'll recap them at the end of the podcast. But for Div, it's uh, over one and a half Hibs goals and over seven match corners. For Greg, it's over two and a half match goals and five or more Hibs corners. 
Uh, let's have a look at Rangers v Motherwell, and Rangers just look relentless at the moment. They've um, a, a really important win for them last night at Rugby Park, having gone a goal down. Uh, just keeps their noses in front of Celtic, and they've got the chance to put a wee bit of pressure on Celtic. They don't play until Sunday at Tynecastle. Yeah, they've they've really got a bit of swagger about them. I thought it was a really good win for them last night, especially when they were trailing at the break. Uh, the manager seems to be squeezing a lot more out of the, the, the players that he's got at his disposal. Um, and fair play to him for that. He also seems to be able to turn games around when they aren't playing so well. Um, so I think they've got a gem. Uh, and Clement, I think he's really good. Um, and you'd fancy them at home. I mean, their home record's unbelievable. Won, they've won the last 10 home league matches, they've won their last nine matches home and away, uh, they've scored in both halves in the last six home games they've scored in the last 24 games um, they're just scoring plenty of goals, they're winning games they've got a, a wee swagger about them so, uh, although Mother had a good win last night, you've got to fancy Rangers to take care of them uh, at Ibrox and, and keep that momentum going Yeah, Greg, you might know better than, than I do but I think Mother have got a pretty awful record against Rangers recently Yeah, I think it's one win in 20 odd plus matches potentially and uh, I, I don't see that changing on on Saturday 1-6 to six for Rangers only 10-1 to one for Motherwell I'd be expecting a bit more <laughs> than that given the fact that Rangers have won 9 games in the spin and 14 wins from their last 15 games is definitely title winning form and as they've said showed a really good character last night to come back from 1-0 from down so as you say, a massive win for Motherwell last week, eh, last night at Livingston. Again, being one 0 down, I, I don't think they'll they'll cause Rangers too many problems. There's not a lot of value in this match for me. I did look at Motherwell to get three corners at five to six, which they probably will do. Rangers do tend to concede quite a few corners at home in terms of three and fours, and Motherwell are generally pretty good for four or five corners a match. But yeah, nothing for me from this game. Doug, you've got a little bet builder for us. Yeah, um, there's been a goal in the first half in Rangers' last 27 league games, so I fancy them to get that goal in this one. So um, if you if you build that into Rangers to score in both halves, and if they're going to score twice, you fancy them to win, so Rangers to win as well. And Motherwell have had a card in all 14 of their away games this season, so you chuck a Motherwell card in there as well, that gives you a 45, 1.8 bet builder. Rangers to score in both halves, Rangers to win, and Motherwell to have a card, uh, which I think looks pretty solid. Yeah, hard to argue against that. Uh, Greg, St. Johnson v. Livingston on Saturday, and your words to me before we started recording the podcast is, we are going to relegate Livingston this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said we could. <laughs> no, nah, I, thought you said we, we, I thought you said we're going to. <laughs> um, yeah, Livingston again last night, uh, up 1-0. That for me is a, a season-defining result for them last night because they're now, what, seven points behind Ross County. Ross County have got a game in hand, and you have to say, they, they do look doomed, which is fantastic news for everyone concerned, apart from Livingston fans. <laughs> this, will be, this will be a really tough game. We obviously got an unexpected and surprising result last night up at Aberdeen. Not because Aberdeen are any, in any great shape at all, but having watched us at Paisley last week, and Devil will agree, We've been absolutely hopeless this season. And last week was one of the worst performances I've seen of us in a long time. So I didn't have high hopes last night, but a, a terrific win. Some cracking goals as well. And we're 13-10 to 10 to win this. We've got a pretty good record at home to Livingston. But this is kind of not do or die yet for Livingston, but they really need to start picking up points. There's, we're running out of games now for them. And they're already 11 points behind us. So 
there's no danger they're going to catch us. I think their only chance now is hoping that Ross County go on a, a really poor run, like, like they have been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of angles in this match. I've not decided what that's going to be yet, but it's something I'll be sharing on the channel. Yeah, Dev, it's been a, a pretty poor week for Livingston. Not only have they lost, but they've seen Ross County and St Johnson pick up points in the last the last seven days, uh, and it's pretty much do or die stuff for them on Saturday. Uh, yeah, it's not looking good for Livingston. They obviously they had their lift beating St Man a couple of weeks ago, but they followed it up with defeats in Dingwall and at home to uh, Motherwell. And you got to think you never like to write the lines off, but they look done. And if they lose this one, they're definitely toast. Uh, I think given. Livingston have lost the last 10 away games on the spin and have conceded in the last 14 away games. Then Johnston looked massive at 2.3 just to win this game. I mean, I'm not going to be touching it because St Johnston were so bad last weekend. That I was surprised. I was really surprised. Maybe it was just a bad day because it was a great win last night. But um, yeah, I can't be touching this one uh, given how bad they were in Paisley. Yeah, and Greg, St Johnston only five points off the top six. Well, it just sums up how piss poor the league's been, hasn't it? If you're on the cusp of top six. Uh, I, I think the top six is really interesting. The fact that Kilmarnock will make it, St Byrne will make it. And for me, it's a toss-up between Dundee and Hibs. And obviously, at the moment, my money would be on Hibs. Yeah, so it's not on St Johnson then? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, okay, um, next up we'll have a look at St Mirren v Aberdeen. And uh, I think it's fair to say the Neil Warnock experiment isn't working at Bitaudry. And I was wondering, maybe you guys will know better than I do, has an interim manager ever been sacked? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure, but he's, he's, he, he's going the right way about it. Um, <laughs> if they're losing Paisley on Saturday, the knives are going about. For the, the Aberdeen fans are spewing, and they're right to be spewing, because... They're worse than they were under Robson, which is quite dumb going. Um, he doesn't seem to have a clue what he's doing. He's changing stuff all over the place. In mid-game, he's apparently changing shape and all sorts of stuff in the middle of games. And nothing's coming off for him. Uh, and they're in, they're in a bit of bother because the teams around them are picking up points and Aberdeen are not. And the longer it goes on, the nerves are going to get more, more and more jittery uh, at Pataudry. So... Yeah, all, I'm all for it. I love it. Too good to go down, Craig? Well, there's no such thing, is there? There's been plenty of clubs have gone down to the Championship over the, the last, what, 10, 15 years. Hearts, Hibs, Dundee, Dundee United have been up and down quite a lot. So I, I think they're lucky alongside us that Livingston have had their first real howler of a season since they came up. And that's going to save them. But as Div said, as an Aberdeen fan, you've got to be absolutely furious for lots of different reasons. Tomorrow's the 1st of March and they've got 27 points on the board. Hmm. It's just unacceptable from Aberdeen. They should be pushing third without any question of a doubt. They've got the third biggest budget in the league and they're just toiling. And I can't understand why Aberdeen fans are so frustrated at the moment and pretty pissed off. Neil Warwick's not had a good time of it. They lost to Ibrox in his first game. Okay, fair enough. A 3-3 draw against Motherwell after being 3-0 down. A 2-3 draw against Hibs. Outplayed and outclassed by Kilmarnock last week. 2-0. And, may I add, outclassed and outplayed against Johnson as well. So, when, that, when, when that's being said, you know things are bad. So, I think for me, the only worry for Sitman will be um, maybe complacency in this game. In terms of, as a price, 
they probably will go off around evens. And but it's really difficult to make a case here for Aberdeen. They've got a terrible record here. What I will say is there's always goals in this fixture. Been plenty of goals, twenty three goals scored in the last six matches. Three nil, two two, three nil, three one, three one and four one. So plenty of goals, quite a lot of those goals to be fair for St. Mirren. Uh and that and home against a side who've completely lost their way, you'd have to fancy St. Mirren to win this. Yeah, I guess you're going along on Saturday, Div uh, uh, probably more expectation of winning this one than, than most games. Yeah, I think you go to get these games and you always think, you see Aberdeen and you go, oh, it's Aberdeen. But, you know, they don't frighten me at all. We've scored five goals against them already this season. We absolutely pumped them at Pataudry. Uh I think they're worse now than they were then. And I'd argue that we're probably better. Mm-hmm. Um, we're good at home. Only the top three of us in Paisley this season. Aberdeen haven't won in Paisley in the league in six years, since 2018. Um they won a cup game in 2020, I think it's the last time they beat us in Paisley, without a win in nine. I just, I can't make any case for them whatsoever. Um, I'll be hedging my bets though, so I'm kind of, I'm I was, going. I was going to say, Div, after, after giving it the big build-up, you've still shied away from back in St Mirren to win. But only, only because, only because I don't want to be that jinx. I don't want to be, you know, I've got a bit of a reputation that as soon as I touch something, it turns to shit. So I'm not going to back St Mirren to win the game. But over one and a half match goals in St Mun double chance pays 1.845, which I think is reasonable. Uh, Aberdeen might well score because Majofsky still has class. Um, our pitch is really bad actually at the moment, which I don't think will help them either. Um, I just see us doing exactly the same as Commander did to them last weekend. I think we'll bully them. Yeah. I think we'll batter them all over the pitch. And hopefully we will give them a good spanking because they do deserve it. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it, but I'm going to stop outright from going public with the uh, a St. month to win bet. I'm going to let you off purely because you're a St. Martin fan, and I get the fact that you don't want to jinx it, but uh, I, I'm not happy with that at all. Not happy. <laughs> um, okay, match of the weekend uh, in the Premiership is at Tynecastle on Sunday. It's Hearts v Celtic, and it's potentially a, a huge game in the title race. Hearts, they've already won it. Celtic part, I think that was in December. Uh, pretty poor in the Edinburgh Derby last night, having lost 5 0 at Ibrox last weekend. Um, but I did see, Div, that you've had your calculator out and the, the, they've secured a top six place. Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, no, they've had a great season, haven't they, to be fair to them. And uh, the pressure's off them. They're going to finish third pretty much no matter what happens between now and the end of the season. So they, they can relax and hopefully play some nice football. A bit of a disappointment for them last night. I watched a, a bit of it and I didn't think they were great. But um, Celtic, obviously, massive boost for them last night. Exactly the sort of result that they needed. But I don't think anybody will be getting too carried away with that uh, because they've been so bad recently. Uh, I think Carter Vickers coming back is massive for them in terms of shipping goals. Um, and obviously their record at Tencastle was really good. They scored 15 in their last five visits and they've won the lot. Um, so you'd expect them to win this. Um it's a difficult one to, to back them, though, because you're still looking at that recent form going, it's not been great. Um, albeit they've not been losing games, they've they've not been firing like they have been in recent times until last night. So it's, it's a tough one. To, 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 I think I quite fancy goals again, but it's, it's hard for me to... To find in a good angle here. Yeah, I think the performances is where the Celtic fans have been unhappy recently, Greg, but they were rampant last night against the Dean. I do think, as Greg says, the return of Cameron Carter Vickers, you know, unbelievably for a centre half, just makes a massive difference throughout that team. 
Yeah, it really does. I think from a Hearts perspective, it's really important they don't get hammered here because they've just been hammered off the Rangers. I don't think they played that great last night and I don't think they want to go into next game after this one off the back of another hammering. I'm not saying it's taking the gloss off the season. It's been a fantastic season. They're going to finish third in the Scottish Cup quarterfinals. You'd imagine they're going to beat Morton, which will be a tough game. So they've got potentially a cup semi-final to look forward to mm-hmm. uh, as well. But they don't want to, the season to pitter out in, in the league. So really important for Hearts they don't do that. But I, I do think Celtic will win this. I, I, we spoke yesterday about how important it was in the Dundee game to not only win but win well and put a performance in. And they absolutely did that last night. Celtic of old last night. So I think Celtic to win and over 2.5 goals probably isn't the worst of shouts, but I think the 1-2 to two is a little bit short mm-hmm. for a side who've not been doing great against a, a heart side who have been in really good form up until the last week or so. But yeah, I think 1-2 to two for Celtic's very fair. Hearts are 8-15 to 15 to get four corners as well and podcast friend Cammy Devlin got a little booking last night um, I don't think he started many games recently or he's been out injured or whatever he's been doing but uh, he was 15-8 to 8 to get a card last night and he'll be in the thick of the action on Sunday yeah he will um, and we're off the Celtic Corners train at the moment Greg Oh, we absolutely are. I didn't make that mistake last night, that's for sure. Uh, I think both Celtic and Rangers have been really good to us this season for corners, but the last couple of weeks has been really, really poor. You're expecting them to hit eight, nine, ten corners, or even hit three or four first half corners, and they've been hitting ones and twos. So, yeah, best left alone for now, I think. Yeah. Um, speaking of corners, Div, we, this is probably the moment where all our listeners have been waiting for it. Div's Hollywood bet for the weekend. <laughs> it's a 33 to 1 shot. Let's have it. Yeah, so this is kind of really just following on from Greg's 10-minute goal bet, which has obviously come in in midweek. So it inspired me, and I'm a big corner fan, so I looked at the corner line in games, and I think if you go over one and a half corners in the first 10 minutes in games with a high corner line, you get a chance. It nearly came in for me last night. It was one corner shot in the Edinburgh Derby. So if you look at Dundee, Kilmarnock, Hibs, Ross County, and Rangers, Motherwell, where you're expecting a decent number of corners, over one and a half corners in the first 10 minutes in each of those games pays 33 to 1, which I think is a good shout. It's worth a couple of shekels um, for the very nature of corners. Obviously, when you get one, you can easily get another one straight away. So I'm going for that. And I do have previous because I have. I don't like to brag about it, but I do have <laughs> the gambler record for the biggest tip ever uh, recorded in gambler history. So no, I, don't, I don't like to mention that. You, you, do, you really do, to be fair. Uh, yeah. All joking aside, though, the, the corner markets are really good, and I know it's something we would be like on the podcast and on the channel. But it's, it's a really good example, though, of another another market to think about, especially at really good prices as well. And as they've said, there's nothing better than one corner leading to another corner. To, so I think for me, really nice angle, and even sides just to get one corner in the in the first ten minutes. Mm-hmm. I think you can get teams at kind of 10 to 11. So the teams you're expecting to win the game comfortably, i.e. a Rangers at home, for example, or Rangers are still to go away, you're going to get nearly even money for them to hit one corner in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. So again, just another market to think about. Yeah, I like it. I like it. 33 to 1 uh, over one and a half corners in the first 10 minutes at Dundee, Rangers and Hibs. Fingers crossed, Div. Uh, let's go to the Championship. There's 11 games to go. Uh, Dundee United just can't shake off free throwers, Greg. Um 
<laughs> we kind of thought a few weeks ago it was there for the taking for them to, to wrap it up. Uh, as it stands, there's, there's not much between them. Goal difference is keeping them apart. Yeah, there can be no excuses for me for Dungeon United. I know Dungeon United fans are really losing patience now with, with Jim Goodwin. That 2-0 against Airdrie midweek was just a shocker. I think team selection was, wasn't great. He's brought in some young players who haven't played much in the middle of the park. And they're really making a real meal of this, aren't they? It's a real meal of what should really be a quite a comfortable um, championship for them, given I don't think... The other season, the league are that great. Obviously, Wraith are for a really good season, but beyond that, um, I would say it's a pretty weak league where anyone could beat anyone. So, yeah, they're under pressure this weekend, especially away to Thistle, who love a goal, but Thistle's defending is absolutely brutal. And obviously, Wraith <laughs> Rovers playing on Friday night away to Arbroath. Arbroath look dead and buried. So I think Arbroath will be finishing bottom of the league. Not not a difficult one to see that, but Wraith Rovers 8-15 to on Friday night. You'd fully expect them to go up to Gayfield and win, and that then does put, um, I guess, a lot of pressure on United uh, for Hill. However, that said, United have beaten Thistle 5-0 and 3-0 this season, plus their away form this season has been excellent, in stark contrast to their appalling home form. Yeah, and I know you were talking about Jim Goodwin being under pressure. And United have dropped 24 points already this season, which kind of feels like a lot. But I was looking at the last couple of seasons. Dundee came up last season, having drawn 12 and lost 7. They dropped 42 mm. points in total. The year before, Kelly came up, having drawn 7 and lost 9. They dropped 41 points. So it's not uh, it's not uncommon for teams to win that championship, um, but still you know, make a real meal of it. Well, yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. They're making a meal of it. They've had an opportunity two weeks ago to essentially win the league with a win at Wraith, and they lost that late goal, and they've lost again. Wraith can't really seem to capitalise on United's drop points, which is a real shame for them. I still think United will win the league, but, yeah, it's not going to be pretty, and it's going to probably go down to the last two or three games. Yeah, so that game on Friday night, Div, it's, uh, it's a live game on BBC Scotland. It's our broth for Wraith Rovers. Uh, really bad result for our broth in midweek, losing 6-0 six, six to Queen's Park. Uh, and they're, they're in big trouble at the bottom now, seven points adrift. Um, can't see much other than a Wraith Rovers winning this one. Uh, no, I think yeah, Greg's right in terms of Wraith. have struggled really to capitalise on when United have slipped up but I think they've got a really good chance this weekend to put some real pressure on them by winning at Gayfield and our both look really terrible at the moment um, so you'd fancy ways to put them put them away on Friday night and put the, put the heat on United going to Firhill which I think you're looking at goals at Firhill aren't you in that one I mean it's just this was just a, a, a complete riot it's 17 goals in the last three games um, it's just they're all over the place they score goals they concede goals um, so you you'd fancy goals there for sure as well, but uh, but yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. You know, you mentioned earlier about teams sacking an interim manager. You know, as a team ever sacked a manager when they're top of the league, because Jim Goodwin must be pretty damn close <laughs> <laughs> to getting that. <laughs> so um, so yeah, it's a it's a mad league, um, uh, but you would still fancy United to to see it through, surely. Um, but Wraith just ain't going away. Yeah, yep. Um, and as I guess part of this, so we mentioned last week, Greg, they must be kicking themselves because given them the number of points that United and Wraith Rovers have dropped in recent weeks, they've not capitalised either. They've just not made a dent at all in the league. Um, so they played in the United on Saturday. And as Div says, I think goals is probably going to be the best angle up uh, for Hill. Yeah, I don't think there's been 
any side in, in Scottish football that have seen more goals in their games than Thistle. Uh, I think 16 of the last 17 games have delivered at least uh, three match goals. So you have to fancy that to continue this weekend. And you'd expect there to be some sort of reaction from United, who do tend to do very well on, on the road. Yeah, I'm not backing them at 45, though. No, no, no. <laughs> Definitely uh, not. Obviously, Thistle midweek, they lost 4-3 at Air United. Another game uh, jam-packed full of goals. Air United go to Dunfermline on Saturday, Greg, 17-10. to And they've done pretty well under Scott Brown. Uh, their only defeat so far have been to Dundee United, Wraith Rovers and Rangers in the Cup. Um, I think Air United got a fairly decent price at 17-10. to no, they really are. I think these two are in completely different places at the moment. I know Dunfermline have had lots of injury problems this season, like almost like a full squad of players out injured. But as you say, the air players are definitely buying into what Scott Brown's trying to do. Only two league defeats in that time against the top two uh, and four wins and two defeats. Some really good wins as well. A 4-3 win against Thistle midweek. They, they welcome back Anton Dowds as well for, for this match. I think the 17 to 10 is a fairly decent price mm-hmm. on Air United. I don't see them losing this match. I think they've got more than enough quality about them. They'll be confident and I think they can go there and avoid defeat. So 17 to 10, very attractive, but I think I'll play it safer. And I'm going to take Air double chance alongside um, Queen's Park, who are away to Airdrie. Yeah, so Queen's Park, a massive win for Callum Davidson's side, 6-0 over our growth. I was going to ask you, did St. Johnson ever win 6-0 under Callum Davidson? Is this a new Callum Davidson we're seeing? <laughs> this is the um, <laughs> swashbuckling um, Callum Davidson. <laughs> Those two words have never been used in the same sentence, have they, before? <laughs> Let's face it. Uh, so yeah, they're 94 to go to Airdrie and win, Greg, kind of... I always kind of think Airdrie being a really good side at home, but the, the record's not, you know, not particularly spectacular this year at all. No, it's it's, it's decent. It's, it's, this is similar to the Air United game here a few weeks ago, where Air were a big price thirteen to five to beat Airdrie, and I think Queens Park are of a kind of similar standards. They're having a really good time now under Callum Davison, who's settled in really well there. Uh, I just think the the better price here is in Queen's Park. And again, on the double chance market as well, you're getting the opportunity for a win or a draw on Queen's Park. Don't get me wrong, Airdrie are having a great season. A brilliant win for them midweek against United. I don't think Airdrie played that well in that game, from what I'm hearing. But they got two goals, deserved their win. And at home, even money here, it's just a bit short for me, given Queen's Park come into this of a, a 6-0 demolition of our growth and are on the up under Callum Davidson. So quite a straightforward one for me here. I just fancy both these sides not to lose. And that pays um, 8-5 to five with William Hill. Yeah, uh, and kind of similar to the, the Scottish Premiership, there's just not a lot of points separating those teams almost from Inverness right up to Air United in the Championship. And I suppose Morton aren't, aren't kind of guaranteed going to finish top four just yet. Um, so plenty to play for. A win for Queen's Park at Airdrie would take them above Airdrie on Saturday. Yeah, I think Callum Davidson's done a brilliant job at Queen's Park, really uh, turned them round because they were a bit of a car crash when he got involved. Um, so they've done really well. I think Morton, obviously, are the form team in the league 13 without defeat, um, unbeaten in the last six. Um, so I, I, you'd fancy them to beat Inverness, but Inverness have been kind of a wee bit, 
they're, they're away records are actually better than their home record. They're actually unbeaten in the last three away from home. Um, but they've not kept a clean sheet on the road this season. Um, so I think Morton goals, maybe Morton a couple of goals at home to Inverness might be a shout in that game. I think Queen's Park, I like that shout. I think uh, they'll do okay. Um, uh, th- this weekend, and I also like the Dunfermline VAR goals. I think Air's goals in the last six games have been terrific two, two, three, 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 and seven match goals. Both teams t- to score in the last five, and the last five are all going over, over two and a half goals. So I think some goals at East End Parts are shout as well, just over 45, 1.85. Yeah, and Greg uh, had mentioned the Morton price at three to four against Inverness. Just an incredible run that they're on, especially in that championship where it is hard to put you know that unbeaten run together. Are we at the stage where we're maybe a wee bit um, nervous of backing Morton because this run can't go on forever? No, I fully agree. I, I tell you what, though, that three to four is testament to how well Morton have done mm. over the last three months. To have them at that short against Inverness, um, far too short for me, I must admit, but I understand why they're so short. But all good runs must come to an end. And as they've said, Inverness do tend to do better on the road. So Morton will definitely have its backers to make it a 16th match unbeaten, but um, not for me. Yeah. Uh, OK, let's have a look at League One. And uh, although you say all good runs must come to an end, Falkirk. Apart from un- Falkirk. <laughs> look unstoppable. <laughs> uh, now 16 points clear. Extended their lead uh, last weekend due to Alloa winning at Hamilton, which is one that we flagged up. Greg Alloa 92 last weekend. Yeah, well done, David Weatherston. He tipped that on last week's podcast at, was it, what price was it, 94 Nine, double chance? 95 yeah. double chance. It was a great shout. They were 92 to win that match, Aloha. And as you said last week, one of the form sides in League One alongside Montrose and obviously Falkirk. So a great win for them last week for Aloha. And they travel to, I guess, fellow informed side Montrose this weekend. Which I guess is probably game of the day here. Yeah. There's probably three spots left in terms of there is there's three spots left for the playoffs, two spots left sorry in the playoffs for League One between Alloa, Montrose and, and Cove, and at the moment it's um, looking likely that Alloa will will be in there and Montrose. So Cove have got a bit of work to do. Yeah, and as you say, it is Montrose v Alloa this weekend, and you think there might be goals in this one. Yeah, I think so. I think both sides in really good form, scoring goals. Uh, Connor Salmon still playing his 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 trade wow. uh, in, in League One. <laughs> He'll be remembered though for that pizza photograph yeah. when he played for Thistle. Yeah, so that'll be his. Uh, that's his legacy, really. It's, it's amazing how players have certain career-defining moments, and usually they happen on the pitch. But for Connor Salmon, it's going to be that post-match photo forever. That he's going to but be what doing. he maybe is doing, he's maybe helping the two young lads. They've got Bobby Wales on loan from Kilmarnock, who's scoring goals for them, and Taylor Stevens as well from St Johnston. So scoring goals, Aloha, and Montrose have got Keane Hester as well. So I, I do think this one's um, primed for over two and a half goals here, with both sides getting in on the act. Yeah, Montrose have hit two, three, four, then they drew blank against Falkirk, and then hit three again. So plenty of goals from Montrose, and I had a look and seen that... Uh, Aloha have scored two or more in seven of their last ten. So, yeah, certainly a good argument for goals in this one. Um, any thoughts for yourself in League One, Div? Uh, I actually think uh, Annan to score at Falkirk at 1.9. That's a David Weatherson <laughs> special. But I think 
Uh, although Falkirk obviously don't concede many goals at all, Annen have scored in 11 of their 13 away games this season, and uh, both teams to score has landed in the last nine away games. And I think Falkirk, with such a huge cushion, the pressure's completely off them. They'll be playing with a wee bit of freedom. You fancy them to win this game. But I think Annen to score a goal of 1.9 is too big. Uh, for me, so I might have a wee nibble at that, chuck that in an acre somewhere. Um, and also had uh, Montrose Alloa over two and a half goals, which I think you've covered there. Um, that looks uh, pretty much a given. Alloa in great form, and Montrose are fairly decent at home, so that should be a good yeah. game. Um, fancy yeah. The big question is, Dev, can, can Annan do a Clyde? <laughs> Can they go to Falkirk and win 6-1? That is the question. <laughs> Performance of the decade. Oh, unbelievable. Um, uh-uh. So good. Yeah. Biggest, biggest coupon buster I think there ever was. Yeah, absolutely. I think every single coupon last weekend on Anaka would have had Stenhouse Muir at a very decent 11-20. to 20. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, we were talking about potentially Aaron scoring a goal, Greg, we've kind of highlighted the potential for Edinburgh City to score a goal. They were 18-1 to to win last week, eventually got beat 4-0, didn't score. Uh, I see they're much shorter this week at 11-2 at home to Cove. Yeah, I don't understand what's going on with this price for this match. I I expected Mm. Edinburgh City to be double figures, to be honest with you. Uh, Cove are 1-3, which is the best price any side's been against Edinburgh City. And we speak about them every week. They're still competitive. They're doing really well, given what they've got. But ultimately, they're losing every week and they're going to get relegated. So I think to get 1-3 to three on Cove, who've got Mitch Meganson and Rimmerham Burrell scoring goals for them, I think the 1-3 to three looks very, very good value, to be fair. And I would thoroughly um, suggest adding that to an Acre. Yeah, yeah. Uh, OK, anything else in League One? Not for, for me. No. Okay, let's have a wee look at that league two quickly before we, we wrap up. Um, yeah, we've touched on the fact there's an absolute shocker from Stenhouse Muir last week. Uh, they've won just one in five, Div, since the Peter Head ended that record breaking unbeaten run of theirs. They're 13 to 10 to win at Bonnie Rig uh, on Saturday. And you wouldn't be touching them based on the, the run of recent results that they've had. No, they've had a right wobble. Uh, I mean, last weekend was just, um, just an incredible result. Um, at the bottom of the table, beating top of the table, six-one away from home. I mean, it just that just not meant to happen. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't be touching uh, that at all. I think the only game I, I fancy in League Two is the game at Clyde. Uh, I think you've got Clyde obviously coming in the back of that six-goal win. Uh, Elgin, who are actually the form team in the league, believe it or not, who are actually playing well. So I actually fancy goals in this game. Uh, and I think over two and a half goals at Clyde pays just under even money, 1.95, which I really like, like the look of. I think both teams will probably score here. Uh, so I think over two and a half is a reasonable shout. Yeah, I think it's uh, it probably sums up the league, Greg, when Elgin are the forum team in the league having only won two of the last five. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's not been a great few months for League Two. But they have been very good at home, Elgin. Away from home, I think they lost their first 12 away matches and they've now picked up a little bit. But th- this match has escaped my radar in terms of goals. So thank you very much, Div. I will be stealing the over 2.5 match goals between Clyde and Elgin. Again, Clyde just can't seem to put a run of results together. And they've cost me a couple of times now over the last couple of weeks. So you can imagine my dismay last week when I'm watching them batter six goals against title-winning Stenhouse Muir. I, I do think Clyde, this is, they must win this. They're five points behind Stranraer and they can close the gap um, to two points for the win here 
obviously depending on what the Sonar 4 for score is. But I think the 5-6 to six on Clyde's not the worst of shouts, but I have to say I do really like the look of Dibs over 2.5 goals in this game. Yeah, and you also like the look of the goals in that Sonar 4 for game as well. Yeah, I think it's more of a value bet than anything else for me. Uh, Sonar second bottom, as I say, five points ahead of Clyde. Fourth are not that much further on than them. Fourth are actually in pretty good form, unbeaten in six. And I think there's been goals in at least two goals scored now in 11 of Sonar's 14 home games. Six to five for over 2.5 match goals, which for me is always a really good price in League Two. As we know, anybody can beat anybody, as him last weekend showed. And you do get a lot of both teams to score in this league. So I'm more than happy to back over two point over two and two and a half Asian goals in this match at even money, basically. And that's yeah. half stakes back if there's two goals. Yeah, yeah, it's a fairly decent shout. Um, anything for you in League Two, Div? Uh, no, just that Clyde one for me. Uh, I think the rest is a wee bit, uh, wee bit difficult to call in League Two, so just leaving that alone. Yep, as it has been all season. Um, okay, let's recap our bets for this weekend then. Start with yourself, Greg. Yeah, just one bet so far from the a really tricky Premiership card, and it's Hibs v Ross County over 2.5 match goals and Hibs over 4.5 match corners at 11 to 10. Into League One, it's a double. I'm taking Montrose and Aloha over 2.5 match goals and Cove Rangers to beat Edinburgh City and that pays 6-4 to four. and in the Championship I've got a double chance double which is Queen's Park and Ayr double chance at 8-5 to five. Good stuff and Div? Okay a few bet builders for you in the Premiership Dundee Kilmarnock over 1.5 match goals and both teams over 3 corners pays 2.05 uh, Hibs Fierce County, Hibs one and a half team goals in over seven corners, 1.84. Rangers v Motherwell, Rangers to score in both halves, Rangers to win over 0. 0.5 cards for Motherwell is 1.8. And Mirren, uh, Aberdeen over one and a half match goals is on double chance is 45, 1.8. Um, my Hollywood bet of the weekend over one and a half uh, corners in the first 10 minutes uh, games at Dundee, Hibs and Rangers. And then in the championship, over two and a half goals at Dunfermline Air. And uh, League One, Annan to score, uh, 1.9. And Montrose Alloa, over two and a half goals. And then in League Two, Clyde Elgin, over two and a half goals, 1.95. One of them must win, Div. <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, I think the uh, the Premiership's probably best left alone, I think, this weekend. There's a couple of angles, but definitely appears to be better opportunities in the in the lower leagues this week. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. All of them win, Div. Um, well, you never know. It's going to happen one of these days, isn't it? So. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get you back on regardless. Uh, okay, thanks very much, guys. And don't forget, if you want to join Greg's channel, you can find out all the details on Twitter at Browning84Greg. Um, and he's obviously worth a follow and all the details of how to join his private betting channel are on there uh, if you want to get involved in more chat about Scottish football then you can join the forums at pieandbovril.com and of course you can follow Div on Twitter at pieandbov that's us for this week's podcast thank you very much for tuning in we'll be back next week with more tips from Scottish football thanks guys and good luck yeah thank you good luck